inspired by the Canadian Federation of the Blind. Outlook, a show about accessibility, advocacy, and equality. I'm Brian. And I'm Carrie. Outlook. Radio Western. 949. CHRW. Radio Western. Good morning. Good morning. I said good morning, Brian. Oh, good morning. Yeah. Trying to be more enthusiastic. uh, (laughs) Yeah, I'm not good at it. We're both kind of like that. I mean, we do get excited, but not always like noticeably excited. (laughs) We have our moments, but Yeah. yeah. So trying to work on that or that just turning it into my fake radio voice. Yeah, and you got the the num the call numbers right for the station because you were talking about that this morning that you were worried you're going to mix it up, but I don't think you would. Yeah, eventually it's just in your head. But anyway, good morning. Another outlook. Yes, happy to be back on the air. And we've had a busy month or so on Outlook, um, wouldn't you say? Yeah, it's been crazy since we got back from the convention in BC. We've had our two part convention episodes and then we had our pre-convention when we got to Vancouver and <laughs> traveling around to the aquarium Vancouver. and stuff and then we had the Mother's Day special with our mom guesting Aww. which was a pretty big hit I guess if you want to call it that yeah we got, got like 80 something views on the SoundCloud page right yeah so more than we've had for any other <laughs> episode I think everybody's so. a sucker for a mom episode yeah, oh. yeah for sure so that's a that was a big one so check that out on our SoundCloud um, we post links on our Twitter and Facebook and all that fun stuff yeah um, so yeah so speaking of our mom I just thought I'd give a little shout out um, on June 17th which is today we just wanted to wish our parents um, both our mother and our father a happy uh, 40th wedding anniversary which was yesterday right yeah, that's correct. Forty years. <laughs> we, we had a nice dinner and everything, and uh, yeah, forty years is is beyond my uh, imagination. I well, think. yeah, anyone I've told that it's their fortieth anniversary, they're just people are like, "Wow, that's like forty there, years." There are plenty of people who are married yeah, that long and well, longer, sure. but um, there are just as many, a lot who aren't too. So it's it's not only hard to fathom for us, but. I assume, I assume even when you're in it, it's hard to, right? Like, I'm 35, and so not quite 40, but yeah, that's a lot of years. But yeah. We wanted to get our father on for Father's Day, which was yesterday also, so it was a big day for a lot of people. Uh, but, you know, he's a bit shy like us. Well... My mom's shy too. He, but. The thing about it is, he's not shy. Well, <laughs> when he's com- okay. once he gets comfortable, yeah, he's not shy. At he all, was but. doing a whole rundown of his trip, his anniversary trip to, um, yeah. My parents went out to over to England and Scotland and Wales and Ireland there, and your ate, parents and my parents. Okay, but I'm just I'm <clears throat> talking about to the listeners. Um, we are siblings, in case anybody listening didn't know. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but so they celebrated out there. So when he's doing the rundown of his trip, he's got lots of stories and he's excited to tell someone. But yeah, he's a little bit like us. He can be shy at first. So we'll we'll speak to him eventually. We thought about just doing a surprise call all of a sudden, but Monday is his busy day at work. So Right. 
But, you know, congratulations for putting up with Brian and I the last 30, 35 years. And, uh, you know, they always talk, sometimes they talk about, like, the stress on a marriage. And, and a lot of times if a child is critically sick, like we were with kidney failure there for several yeah, years. Yeah, like starting out being born blind even is, one is thing, a, but an adjustment. And then the kidney failure that we both had is another one. And sometimes those things can, you know, sort of break families apart because it's so difficult. But other times it can sort of bring, it can also bring people together. Mm-hmm. I, I keep saying sort of. And that's one of the things I've noticed listening back to some of these shows. Yeah, so we like to listen back to see how to, we sound. Yeah, say those those words to fill space when you're trying to think words. of what to say instead of just or just that it just shows that we're, we're hesitant. We're too hesitant. We need yeah, to be more, sure be more things. definite about things. So as soon as you say sort of, it's like well, maybe not really <laughs> confident in what we're saying. But the point being that it's these are these challenges that sometimes break families apart, but can also bring families closer together, which was mm-hmm. the case with us, I think. So yeah. Anyway, we. Um, we wanted to return to like a casual episode. Yeah, so one of the one of the things we've discussed before is that this show deals like you heard in the theme with advocacy and equality and um and we you know, we focus on all those issues and they're very very important, but sometimes it does get exhausting and sometimes it's mm-hmm. you can't always be advocating, you can't always be teaching people. Sometimes you just have to go about your day and if certain things happen that aren't ideal or someone has a different perception of blindness or just hasn't been around someone who's blind sometimes you just go with it and you don't you don't want to get too worked up because it can get stressful and <laughs> since we've had so much going on the last few weeks and next week mm-hmm. we have a special some more special guests a bit more media coverage on the show should be here to film us and uh, that'll be exciting so. yeah so that's AMI Accessible Media Incorporated coming next week uh, so we mentioned that before. If you go to ami.ca or .com.ca. It's .ca. Um, yeah, everything in Canada. So it's, you know, check that out because a lot of people aren't aware that that's even uh, even out there. And, and it's available on, like, Rogers Cable. Rogers Cable, Rogers if, Cable. you know, different satellite. There's, there's there's different channels for the, the TV channel, AMI, and the radio audio channel. But they do a lot of good stuff, and they have an app, too. If you just search AMI, um, you'll see accessible media incorporated on the um on the app store i got it and it just then you can watch episodes of different shows and we should be on there at some point that's exciting but yeah so today we just wanted to be a little more casual and just sort of be us but yeah we have you know a lot of things are always going on there's constantly something so i thought we could talk about that first i just thought i'd talk about a few of the things we encountered on today's trip here we take the bus from Brian's apartment. I usually come in, come in on Mondays or Sunday nights. Brian and his band jam in my basement in Woodstock, where I'm from, and uh, then I usually get a ride to London, and then we take the bus. So, first of all, we took the bus this morning, and we were standing at the bus stop, and uh, there were a few people standing there, too, and when the first bus showed up, the lady just automatically assumed it's our bus we're waiting for and said, there you go, kids, time to go. She calls kids. I, we she are calls kids. kids. She did. We are kids, <laughs> I feel too, like a um, kid. Yeah, exactly. Brian's like, I don't know how I got this far in life. <laughs> I did say that this morning. Yeah. <laughs> you can't find your shoes or your water bottle or your nap, your bag. But anyway, so um, sighted people are trying to be helpful, and so you can't take it seriously. But it is one of those situations where, like anything, if if someone is being being very gracious and trying to help, it's it's awesome. But you also have to still be paying attention. You can't no, take someone's word. They can't say, oh, this is this is the bus, and you just like hop on it. Okay, this I'm must be saying, it. Yeah. Um, and we did know, I brought up that 
when we wait at the bus up across from my place, there's two buses that stop there. There's the 20 and then the 33, two buses here in London. So, yeah, I was aware that the first bus might not be ours. Um, so I was, I was going to ask the driver anyway, but buses also do have audible announcements. Yeah, so, you know, this is not that new, uh, not that old of a thing for buses to actually talk. Yeah, I mean, anyone who's taken the buses in London will will have heard the, the audio saying next stop and mm-hmm. when the bus arrives at a stop, if you're outside, you can hear it saying bus or number 22 and it lists all the stops. Um, but sometimes these announcements... They've been pretty good again lately, but sometimes they aren't. I think there is a. Con- I think the issue they're having out west, in particular, now that they're trying to get the audio on the buses, is that the bus drivers have are in charge of the volume, and they will turn the announcements down. Because <laughs> I imagine if you're working on a bus for a shift, however long the shift is, you know, some people might get annoyed and be like, "I'm sick of that voice," and you turn it down. But really, you know, that's just not acceptable to do that. So sometimes the bus announcement you have to sort of step onto the step of the bus to hear which bus it is because it's kind of muffled because it's coming from the But I'm not even sure bus. sometimes if they can control it uh, themselves well, I don't know in, if here they in London because I've brought it up before and they mentioned, oh, it's something with the system that they can't they oh, can't yeah? do anything about. Well, they may have a different system at West. But, well, um, I think they do, yeah. Anyway, and there's also, there's also asking the bus driver, obviously. But yeah, you know, blind people need to know about their surroundings and need to be familiar with where they're going. And sometimes what somebody says may be a backup to what you what you might know in your in, you know in your own head, but you can't just go by what somebody you know some well-meaning you know bystander in the street might tell you whether it's you can cross now or you know this is the bus you want. You know sometimes you might be unaware and then you can ask people and, and get some help. But so that was the first thing that happened. Um, but we did hear the announcement. Yeah. Um, so even though it was a little quiet out on the street. Because the speaker is inside the bus, I think. I don't I know think if it so. always... But anyway. Yeah, it was inside the bus, so we couldn't really hear it that well, but I could hear it well enough to pick out that it said it was the bus we did need. And the second thing I want to point out is just, like, the, the friendly, helpful people. Like, it's always nice when people hold doors for you. You know, it, it can be a bit hard, and sometimes I don't thank people properly because I kind of feel like this door is just silently open. The person silently stands there with it open. Other times somebody will say, here you go, or I have the door. And then it's nice to thank them. And, you know, it is kind of nerve-wracking sometimes when I'm going in a door and I don't know if it's being held, if I don't have the control. But, you know, that's life. You don't always have control of everything in the moment. So. Yeah, so. But yeah. we found the steps. Sometimes we yeah, so, throw you off. Okay, so, yeah, the next, you know, once we get off the bus, we've, uh, we've covered this on previous episodes when mm, we had the clip of us walking episode. in. Uh, so we won't get too much into that, but. It's just, it's like anything. It's always the same same route, but it can be different every time to some degree, depending mm-hmm. if you veer a certain way or you're not working, walking properly, like straight in certain areas. Um, so once you get off the bus, you take the whole sidewalk up here. That's pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got that down. But then eventually we have to turn in um, to get to the stairs that go up to Alumni Hall, which is, uh, or sorry, the UCC, mm-hmm. which is where this sh- um, station is in the in the UCC. So when you turn in there, you have to find stairs to go up and it's a pretty open area with a lot of different barriers and different things in the way. So sometimes we miss the stairs and we find the ramps instead and then that takes you up to a different spot. Uh, but recently I've been able to figure it out better and we found the stairs today easily. So we made it up here flawlessly today, I would say. Mm -hmm. But I can't believe we're already through June. Uh, 
I just thought I'd quickly talk about my weekend. Yeah. A few interesting things happened. We have on the list here next. I'm looking at the We list mentioned the anniversary. But um, on Saturday, I was actually in Scarborough visiting my brother and his wife and kids. Yeah, I was hoping to go as well. Um, yeah. I actually had another gig with uh, the great London Arts Live here in town. Yeah, that's um, Through the London Arts Council that... Anybody happen to be at Storybook Gardens on Saturday? Yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't the nicest day. It was kind of dreary, and it didn't rain when we played, but it definitely weren't weren't tons of people out at Storybook Gardens. Um, but we did play inside right beside Humpty Dumpty, and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was it was it was it was still good, but <laughs> we grew uh, up going to Storybook Gardens. Yeah, I, I barely remember Storybook Gardens because I was so young, probably twenty five years at least since I've been there. Um, but yeah, I had that Saturday, so I wasn't able to go with Carrie to Scarborough. But perhaps she wants to talk a bit about her experiences with our seeing our nieces and nephews and some of their examples of how they understand blindness and any anything from your experience on Saturday you want to share. Yes, I don't know if I told you any of this. Um, hanging off my bracelet right now uh, that I, I got in New York in March, a whole bunch of bead, blue beads from uh, Ghana. A family made that makes them there and sends them to their family here. And I bought one at a women's travel fest I was at. So uh, hanging from that now, I also have a elastic, like a hair elastic. Uh, so it's added to my, my accessorizing here, my bracelet, thanks to my niece. And uh, she's eight. And um, her brother, her younger brother is, well, he'll be turning six in a couple months. Um, so they had a fun fair at their school this, this weekend. And uh, it's just something to raise money. And they have carnival games and, and hot dogs and hamburgers and like those bouncy castles. But apparently it was so windy on Saturday that they weren't able to blow them up because the kids could have blown away. <laughs> so um, that was a bit of a difference. But it's just interesting to see the kids and how they are, you know, slowly over time, just having me and Brian in their life, um, how they start to understand blindness. So, first of all, it was, my niece just all of a sudden asks questions, which are very interesting, like, so you see light in this room right now because it's daytime? And I said, yes, I do. She said, so you see the light there with the window in this room? It's a light room. I said, yes, it is a light room. She said, so if you're in a dark room, you just see dark? Right, so they just start by asking questions that might pop into their head at any point, which is which is nice. It's not like back in the day when we would go to a school and talk to the class, or it's kind of like being in in school when we were growing up with our sighted peers, and they just getting to know us like any other student, but learning about blindness too, just by having it there in their lives. So it's the same thing. So she asks questions like that, and they're very smart kids. And the other thing I like is that you know. At the fun fair, my nephew was a little shy while my niece was more outgoing, running off with her friends. Uh, so he was with us a lot of the time, and we went and stood by this fire truck. The firemen showed up, and we're talking about fire safety with the kids. And I, I just wanted a picture with my nephew in front of the fire truck, and I can't hear him. I don't know what he's up to or what he's doing because he's so quiet. And all of a sudden, my mom asks, can you take a picture with Auntie Carrie? And then all of a sudden, I feel his little hand slipping into mine. It's just, And then oh, other nice. times that week, that day, my niece would... It, Getting me to a different room, she wanted me to come into the living room with them. She'd just come over and just take my hand and, t and sort of help me. Yeah, out. and that's happened not not this past weekend. It's not I the wasn't first there, time, but yeah. yeah, in the past, if we were leaving a restaurant, actually, when we went out to um, it was Pizza Hut or something here in London a few weeks ago with Reed, our other um, nephew. Um, yeah, he uh, took my hand and 
at first at first we asked him to take me out of the restaurant he's like I don't want to or something but but then yeah, he did he is not, actually it's not something you put on a kid and obviously I still have my cane in a restaurant yeah setting. you're still and that's the thing about we're the adults sort here, of a bit aren't. of a side note about sighted guide and stuff if if you are grabbing someone else's arm when you're blind um, there are different ways to do it but I generally still like to have my have my cane in my other hand and I still mm-hmm. move it back and forth a little bit just you don't want to put all the responsibility on someone else. No. It's still And then, you know, they miss a step or they don't see something jutting out that you do sort of happen to sort of, you know, nudge on your way through. It's not all on them. And, you know, you just stay aware. It's like when I get in a car and I don't pay attention to where I'm going because I can't see where I'm going and I'm not driving. I just feel the turns left, right, right, left, and don't really learn. But you could turn on GPS on your phone and you can keep track of where you are going in the car. Which... Right? Going back to what we were talking about earlier, occasionally on the buses when the announcements don't work, yeah, I type in my my intersection I need I need to get off the bus at into Google Maps and click start for dri- for directions, and then it tells me when I'm about to get there, so then I know when to press the cord on the bus to get off the bus. Hmm. Um, so these this technology can come into play when mm-hmm. you know th- the technology isn't working on a on a bus, for example. But it's just my it's just one of my favorite things when you like their little hand slips into mine just nice um and the the other thing was my so my nephew max is six almost he is at this sort of a little stage where he realizes that i can't see and he sort of i think wonders what does that mean you know how aware is she of where she is Uh, do i i should tell her and so we're in the kitchen and i walk out to the living room for something to get my drink and i just intend to get out there grab it off the table and where i know it's sitting and walk back to the kitchen where we're eating and so all of a sudden i hear from the kitchen you're in the living room (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you know, it's sweet because, you know, they're trying to figure out what you know and what you can't, what you don't know when you can't see. And that's the type of question that's come up or even people assume that depending where you are, you don't know the area. But mm-hmm. even sometimes when you're in your house, people ask or they just ask, not when you're they're with you in your house necessarily, but if someone meets you, they might say, oh, how do you get around your own house? Do you use your cane in your house? Mm-hmm. And a lot of it, you don't. <laughs> Usually you wouldn't because you're familiar with where you live. You're there every day, all the time, and somewhere something like our brother's place, we've been there enough times that we know the layout of the of the house. Yeah. But yeah, for someone who who can see that doesn't know much about blindness, it would maybe seem, you know, how would you how would you get around if? So you walk you walk off into another room, and they wonder, did you intend yeah, to do that? Was that intentional? Or? Do you know where you're going? Right, I should probably tell you. And so it's most it's most endearing when it's a child who says that. I mean, adults you know can't expect them to know everything, but when a child does it, especially one, yeah, it just seems a lot more family, innocent. That you wouldn't expect them to know it. Whereas an adult, you sort of have these expectations, but mm-hmm. it's yeah, it just just depends. And also, um, one other thing I didn't tell you was. Uh, so my niece um, mentioned the story that there's a little girl in her school who all of a sudden my niece saw her wa- walking um, down the street with a man with a white cane, I guess, or a blind man. And she s- sort of recognized that as being, oh, that's like what my nie- my aunt and uncle. So she asked her, the little girl, and the little girl apparently was shy at first. But then when um, Sophia, our niece, said, oh, but I have an aunt and uncle who are blind, just like, your is that your dad? And the little girl suddenly was like, oh, Wow, really? Yeah, that is my dad. And, you know, so um, Paul, our brother, said he's seen the man walking from the TTC with his cane, I guess. And and then we happened to see him, someone mentioned, from a distance at the fun fair. Oh, really? It's the kind of thing, no, we didn't rush over and yeah. I'm one blind person. I have to talk to another blind person, but also yeah. I'm shy. Well, all I, blind people know each other, right? Well, yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't know him. Not. I haven't met him. 
But anyway, it's just nice, you know, just to see these things in action and just part of our world. Yeah. No, it's always interesting when you when you do hear about other people's interactions with blind people or, you know, even in that situation. But I don't who knows how many blind pe- other blind people this little girl is aware of? Uh, Mom liked to tell the story there after that to the kids on Saturday about how you went to school. I think she told it on a Mother's Day episode. Yeah, when she you did, started yeah. school, you were asking, where are all the other blind kids? Because we were put in a school with sighted peers. But Brian assumed, it, you know, his sister's blind and a few friends are blind. There must be a few other blind people at the school. But there aren't because we're not, you know, it's not that common, I guess. But so stuff like that. It's just nice. Yeah, so... I'm trying to think if there's anything else from the weekend. Again, for me, it was mainly storybook gardens and Mainly just playing music, practicing, Yeah, performing. practicing with the other band yesterday. But you do have an event coming up this, is this Friday? You want to, I don't know if you want to talk about it here, but you can just mention it. Yeah, so through London Arts, again, we're getting a lot of bookings this month. My band, my uh, one of my bands, Trusty Fox, we have a, we're playing for an hour before the London uh minor baseball game on Friday and then we're playing the anthem at the game which is interesting <laughs> I've never heard you play the anthem before yeah yeah I don't know it's gonna be it's gonna be fun so that's on Friday <laughs> here in London I'm pretty busy Friday but I may have to tag along uh, what time does that start I wish I had more details mm. <laughs> well maybe you have your you, your regular music shows Fridays but you're doing one this week on Wednesday on right? Wednesdays yeah maybe have some more information week, so there maybe I can give some better better information for that you gotta you gotta speak for yourself here yeah I know I'm terrible well honestly as a lot of musicians in the in that case we're not always the best at promoting ourselves and that's why there are promoters yeah it's, managers it's, it's sort of it's another area of of uh, being a musician where it's it's selling yourself and you're expected to be at, be everything yeah it's like with writers they're expected to have the, the all, all across the board social media accounts and manage it all and you know advertise you know public be a publicist for themselves and it's just not easy for a lot of writers and musicians who are a little more inwardly introverted or focused on the music mainly and that's what they're best at so yeah so we have just about seven minutes left here so there are a few more things here on the list I always told Brian that these episodes are going to fly by and he's always worried <laughs> yeah so one of the other things we had was my Brian's job search so <laughs> updates on that there hasn't been t- a ton of um, update with that getting back from the convention and just yeah I know uh, this has been a busy a busy few weeks we I have found. a pretty open summer and we are you know even though we we are unemployed um, in as the official term would would say, mm-hmm. um, it's not like you know we still have a lot going on. We have this radio show. I have my music show. Carrie has all her writing and all of the stuff she gets gets involved in. I have all these bands, so we do keep busy. And I, I'm my goal is to find a job, um, part time or full time. But it is a it is a work in progress. And I have been going to Leeds Employment Services, which you may have heard of here in London. Great great. Uh, center here and I talked about previously on the show where I had applied to work at um, a bank and sort of what what became of that but there's another opportunity at a bank working at an actual branch the the position I applied for before was at a call center and I didn't get it I didn't they said I didn't have enough previous sales experience and customer service experience which is true I mean I haven't 
had a job before in those areas. Um, so this is a, at a branch, and tomorrow at Leeds they have a screening for this where I guess they have a few of their clients who go to Leeds that they're going to recommend to the, to the bank. So this is sort of a preparation. I said sort of again. <laughs> that word, can't stop saying it. But yeah, this is a prep session just to give you an idea of the, of the position and to get to get ready and get some information and, and stuff. So I'll be doing that tomorrow morning. And so yeah, the, the job search continues. Steady, steady, steady attempt anyway. And then if you want to talk a little bit about last week, yeah, a little it was, mention of <laughs> your, your eye issues that you have, which I, yeah. I think you have brought up on the show before a little bit. I think I, I like bringing them up whenever they come about on the show because it's just an ongoing thing and it's, you know, somebody might miss it one episode or tune in another episode, but it's something that I get now and again. Um, and we'll have a future episode on this because there's a difference. There's something called synesthesia. There's something called Charles Bonner syndrome. Um, and it's not exactly what I have, but yesterday I didn't notice it right away because I was sort of chilling after busy Saturday. Um, but then we were getting ready to go out for the anniversary celebrations and we're in this chaotic restaurant um, and there's my nep- my niece is two, so she's you know, you know exploring, you know pushing her limits at the table, and and there's you know a birthday cheer the waitresses are doing behind me, and there's you know so much going on, and it just starts to get overwhelming, and I have this issue where my vision is declining, yet my brain doesn't want to let go. I think uh, it's a strange, complicated process, but it turns into a blurriness. Any little vision I still have where I can focus on things, it becomes very, 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 um, not quite painful physically, but almost. And then I, even when I close my eyes to try and block that out, I sort of see stars, as I guess they say. And it, it turns out that I just need no stimulation. I have to lay down and just rest my eyes and try not to do anything. So it can be kind of, you know, disorienting. So I had one of those days yesterday, and after a, kind of a rough week, just discovering that blind people can be as you know, fallible as sighted people. We all have our, it's such a cross section, right? And there was a uh, a death that was kind of sudden that I heard about yes, uh, last week that someone from my past, you know, so stuff like that all builds up in, in a week that. Yeah. And again, it's, it comes down to getting more involved in the, in the blind community with advocacy and all of this stuff where you do start to read a lot of things and you're mm-hmm. reading about a lot of different people that you don't know personally and you hear about their experiences and everyone like Carrie says we're all a cross section of society so we all come from different backgrounds and have different situations and are, have have our own um, capabilities and our own like strengths and weaknesses so some people you know they operate differently than others and it's you can't we're, even though we're all blind we can't always quite relate to someone else so no, we're not all going to agree on on the choices we make and and then it becomes personal and what this says about blind people in general yeah you feel like if terrible. you make a certain choice you know to not if you're not great at traveling independently or what it, whatever it may be you make that choice and then you feel like oh people like that are are speaking for blind people and, sh- and it's going to put out a bad it, image in yeah the world. bad image whereas there are other blind people who do travel a lot so you put out a good image so it's you can't you can't be responsible for everyone and you can't control and you Everyone. have to know when to let it go. Yeah. So I'm glad there are shows like this, the show Outlook. I think they're important. But there, then you also have to know when it's time for downtime and time to just listen to some music or, you know, go for a drive or whatever, whatever calms you down. 
Yeah, no, I try to keep busy with with music and all of this other stuff as well. So it's not it's not always the focus. We're headed off actually later today to work on our personal um, podcast, Catch Up on Pancakes. We actually had that at my brother's house on Saturday. <laughs> yeah, so that our my weird niece has already learned family the family tradition. She's eight. And she knows how to make it. the batter. So, so we're doing that, which is a little less structured and little not quite always about disability like this show. Yeah, but we do have an episode of that that we're working on today. <laughs> well, yeah, that does. it's about our friend. Uh, we hung out at his house like we did when we were kids, and he's blind. So it is an episode with a, a guest who's blind. But um, we talk about a lot of stuff, so we're looking forward to editing yeah, that and getting it up on SoundCloud. But yeah, our SoundCloud page for that, if you, if you are interested, is soundcloud.com slash ketchuponpancakes, <laughs> <laughs> which we've explained the origin of that before. Um, it's It's a family recipe and it sounds weird but it is what it is and our outlook episodes are actually on that soundcloud page as well mm-hmm. um, i'm thinking about getting a website one time but we do have an email address now right yeah so let's quickly mention that before we wrap up that's outlook on radio western at gmail.com so if you have any questions or comments or you're interested in being on the show or you know you know if you have anything to say feel free to send us an email to that address let us know if an episode, you know, touched you or, or made you think or taught you something or you found it interesting in any way. We'd like to hear about that. Yeah, absolutely. So, so. I think we'll end this by just giving a shout out to um, basketball, which is not my thing, but... Not really my thing either. I <laughs> prefer proud. baseball. We're proud of Canada, so... But yeah, we are proud of Toronto and the Raptors. The and Raptors, big win. History being made, so that's exciting. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week with Accessible Media Incorporated. Yay! See you then. Find us on Twitter at OutlookCFB and on Facebook, facebook.com slash Outlook on Radio Western.